Good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, they've got special guest Joey Yoheim on his hidden edge of being obsessive. Joe is the co-owner and COO of Default Kings, a company that helps family-minded men achieve permanent weight loss by changing their subconscious habits. His company has helped over 300 men drop an average of 27 pounds and is projected to surpass 1.5 million in annual revenue in 2023. Additionally, Joe and his partners, Jack Bly and Gabe Pluquez have surpassed a total audience of over 150,000 followers on Twitter. Have a listen. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am extremely excited to have special guest Joey Yoheim on the show. Joey, welcome to the show. Appreciate you having me, Jeff. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to get right into your hidden edge. If you would share that with the audience, and then I'd love some backstory. Like, how how did you figure out that this was a good thing? How did you figure out it was your edge? And then we'll unpack it a little bit. Man, I'd say the hidden edge for me has always been this naturally obsessive personality, right? Okay. I'm somebody that when I uh, find something that I'm passionate about, something that I, I sense that I have an inkling of skill for, I go all in. Right? I've never been somebody that's half-assed really anything in my life. Uh, and that has been the thing that I think has been a, a massive separator for me with every endeavor that I've gone on. Okay. So obviously it, it must have occurred probably younger in life. So can yeah. you share like one or two examples where mm-hmm. hey, you just went all in, burn the boats and we're obsessive about it a hundred percent and for me it was i grew up playing soccer right so i grew up playing soccer i grew up in cleveland ohio and i was getting into it probably when i was around five or six and instantly anybody that's played any kind of like club sports or has kids that have played club sports you quickly find that route and for me i found that route about two years later it was about seven years old when i started playing club soccer and it was something that when I saw the opportunity. I started to be able to conceptualize where I can go with it. And for me, the, the first thing on my mind was I want to go play sports in college. Okay. And once I, I realized that was a possibility, I was probably 10, 11, 12 when I started to realize that I could go and do that. Um, that's when it clicked for me with the obsessiveness. Right? I had a coach. He's from Romania. His name was Emil Hytonic. still know this guy's name. He's amazing. I don't know what he's up to now. I haven't talked to him in years. Gotcha. But he told me when I was about 12 years old, he was like, if you want to do this the way that you want to do it, you have to touch that ball every day. Hmm. Nothing else has to matter. He's like, that is how you have to wire your brain. I remember going home and I have such a vivid memory of this. I literally went home and I printed out a calendar, like a, just a blank piece of, piece of paper with 30 days on it. And I wrote down every day what I was going to do with the ball. I was like, today I'm going to do passing. Tomorrow I'm going to dribble. Tomorrow I'm going to do this. And for 30 days out of a month, I had something to do with a ball there. And I just kept that mentality with my sport, with soccer, literally until I got to college. Okay. And then when I got to college, I ended up playing Division Three. In Division Three, a lot of kids like to, you know, slack off a bit and kind of take the offseason light. I was still doing that. Okay. So it never left. And so I remember that being like a turning point for me. And that was the first time I realized like this obsessive mentality is going to serve me well um, in the rest of my life. And I've seen it transpire with business as well. 
Yeah. And I love, I love just that mindset, right? That one, you had a mentor, you had a coach, yep. you had a guide that is like, Hey, here's the path for you to get there. Yep. And then you jumped all in. You didn't question whether he knew what he was saying at the time you said, mm -hmm. all right, that's the path. And mm -hmm. then you saw it to fruition as yep. you went through where there times i'm sure there were during that from 10 to 12 up to college where you had like just doubt self-doubt questions in your mind those days that you don't necessarily want to do it but you continue on what were what were uh, maybe a couple examples of that to just shed some light for the audience mm -hmm. i think the the biggest one for me that was hard actually happened a little later on because after i committed so i ended up playing at john carroll university in cleveland ohio and i committed it was the beginning of my senior year of high school and i'd never been injured right knock on wood i still i still do mma and jiu-jitsu and stuff so i'm setting myself up in a, in a very dangerous sport so knock on wood i haven't had any major injuries there but this was the first injury i had that took me away from the field it was after I'd already committed. I went to the ID camp, just a follow-up camp with that school I already committed to just to show my face, be the recruit that's committed and be there. And I ended up breaking my foot at that okay. camp, a camp that I didn't even have to be at. I was already committed to the school. I didn't have to go. And I showed up, got injured, and it actually took me out of competition. And it tested me. Now, I broke one foot. But here's what my little plan was. That entire time that I was in crutches and in a boot, I was juggling a soccer ball with my foot that wasn't broken. That was what I did. So that was the first time for me where I was like, oh, wait, this might actually be impossible to fall through. Like it might actually be impossible for me to not do this every single day. I, I'm literally hurt. I broke a foot and I play right. soccer, right. but I still found a way to do it. So that was the the one that jumps into my mind as my hardest. I like to call them test days, right? The, the hardest one that came for me was that injury. Gotcha. No, I, I love that example. I mean, very, very similar where I broke I was a basketball player, broke my hand. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, you know, I'm, I'm shooting with my left. I mean, I can shoot yeah. a jump shot with my left hand now because I said, I'm still practicing. Like I still mm -hmm. need, I'm not stopping. And mm -hmm. I think that's such a incredible idea and thought to, for listeners to mm -hmm. plant in your mind. Like there's an example of Joey breaking his foot. He's still able to juggle with his left hand same thing on my end broke my right hand still shooting the basketball with my left hand it didn't mm -hmm. let us it didn't stop us where so many yeah. times i'm sure you see it i see it roadblock speed bump mm -hmm. something happens and all of a sudden you're like i just can't do it right and, mm -hmm. and you're looking for excuse but i would say your standard was hey i am committed to getting better i'm committed to and and you weren't letting a broken foot stop you mm -hmm. absolutely and i, and I think this big idea that I pulled from it and it was a thought I was having the other day as well. I actually almost put it out in a tweet. I wasn't sure how to word it though, but it was this idea that a lot of times in sports was the example I was going to use, but I see it in life as well. A lot of times when people have a physical injury, it's typically actually occurring in the mental first. It's typically a, a mental roadblock, not necessarily a physical limitation or a physical injury or a physical barrier. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's the idea that I get from that because you see it in the weight room is one example I use all the time. Like I was a guy that it took me failing a 500 pound deadlift three times before I was able to pull it. Right. Like I literally had to fail it and it was a mental roadblock. It had nothing to do with, I mean, sure. It had something to do with strength, but yeah. it was more with the the mental roadblock that I had there. Right. In preparation, I was ready to, to yank that thing off the floor. And if you looked at just pure numbers, it's like, yeah, you should absolutely crush that. I get on the platform and I fail it three times before I finally hit it. It was a mental right. roadblock. Right. It wasn't physical. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I've, I've, 
done some research on the physical side, used to own a gym and mm -hmm. like some people are taught to, if there's a weight you can't squat, get under it and just stand with it yeah. for a little bit. And you're wiring your mind neurologically to be yep. able to be able to deal with that weight. And it's mm -hmm. so, so true. So I'm, I'm right up the alley there on, on what you were thinking about and what you were going to tweet out. So go to college, mm -hmm. soccer, leave college. Did you find other things to get obsessive about? How were you leaning oh, into, yeah. into that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it happened that my sophomore year was 2020. So, okay. happened. so COVID goes down. Right. And me here I am, it's spring season. They're kind of shutting down spring practices because of COVID there's nothing in the summer. I'm still training like every single day. There's a group of me and three other guys that so we're just doing it every single day. We're like, we're going to play. We're going to play. We're going to play. July comes season's canceled. You guys aren't going to play till next March. Gotcha. What do I do for the next nine months? And right about that time is when I was entering my self-development journey that I think okay. um, everybody that's kind of in this high performance space or business ownership kind of goes through at some point. And that was when I entered that journey for me. And I was really, really deep into Jocko Willink. Mm -hmm. And I was reading his actual manual of discipline equals freedom. And in it, he says, everybody should train martial arts. Okay. I was like, okay, that's familiar to me. You know, I did a little bit of karate growing up and stuff. So it's kind of familiar to me. And I was like, I got nothing to do for nine months. And I was like, I'm going to pick up jujitsu. Why not? Dove head first into it. Now, mind you, I still had soccer going on. So here I am in the midst of this COVID step away. I'm lifting weights almost every day or running. I'm training soccer every day. And I'm going, I'm doing jujitsu or martial arts of some sort every single day. I'm running three days because I was just obsessed. And in the midst of all this is when I was actually connected with a guy that ended up being my very first business mentor. Okay. And so I started running a business for the first time in the following January. So it's very difficult to track, right? But it's like, I'm lifting, I'm doing soccer, I'm doing martial arts, and I'm doing business. I was just obsessed. It was all stuff that I had an inkling for and stuff that I liked and saw potential in myself in. And that is really what sent me down the path of eventually getting into business and martial arts, which I still continue to this day. So um, to kind of squeeze it into a quick little bit, what ended up happening is I ended up going all in with the business. And when we got back from that semester, I ended up dropping out to go all in on the business. Okay. Um, I started making a bit, of, a bit of money doing that. And I realized the opportunity that I had in online business um, was going to take me a lot further than my career that I had in mind, which was actually going to physical therapy school. But it was okay. such a long, it was such a long game. I was like, I still have five more years of school. I can, I can start doing this now, right? I can start helping people now. Because what I was doing was online fitness coaching. I was like, I'm doing what I want to do for the most part, right? right? It's not rehabilitative, but I'm still leaving a, a fingerprint on people's lives and a physical nature. And when I saw that opportunity, I ended up taking myself out of school and going into business full time. So a couple, couple questions. One yeah. is, are you going through the trial and error process as you find what you're interested in, oh, right? Yeah. Like, what does that look like? Because I'm sure people are, are listening and they're like, okay, yeah, Joey found these things. He was, he mm -hmm. had a inkling. He had some skills in him. He, he leaned in. I get it. Mm -hmm. What was the trial and error process? Like mm -hmm. describe that a little bit, because I, I think oh, yeah. that's so important for people to see that because so many people see like, okay, he's doing this, he's doing that. He's crushing it in business, but I'm sure there's a lot of road bumps in the way. So oh, yeah. describe, describe how like, 
you get curious trial and error. What's that look like for you? So to make sure the timelines are matching up for everybody as well, like that, that season got canceled in July. I start doing martial arts on top of all of this. And right around December of that COVID year of 2020 is when I met Alex Hyden, who ended up being my very first business mentor. And I started a business with a teammate in college. We were like, we're going to do online fitness coaching. Okay. And we're going to do this thing. And he was a business major. I was an exercise science major. He's like, dude, I'll, I'll do the business. I'll do the marketing, the sales, all that stuff. You just, you do the training. Like you coach these mm-hmm. people. I'm like, cool. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And we start this in January, eight months go by <laughs> January to August, zero dollars. Okay. Right. As, as most business stories go, right. You either lose a bunch of money or you make no money when you get started. And around that time is when we actually decided to go our separate ways. However, I stayed connected to Alex, okay. who was that mentor. And he was there for me through that whole process of making zero dollars. And he just kept pouring into me. He was like, do not quit. Do not quit. Do not quit. I was like, don't worry, dog. I ain't quit. <laughs> no, I ain't quitting, man. I'm obsessed, right? I'm obsessed. Because I see, I saw potential in it. Mm-hmm. I knew there's an opportunity. And in September is when I made my first dollar in online coaching. Okay. The end of September, that was the beginning of September. End of September, I hired another mentor. Now, this is Jack Bly and Gabe Plugas. So I hired Jack and Gabe at the end of September of that 2021. And they were already killing it in online fitness coaching. So they're showing me the way how to do it myself. A few more months go by with them in December. They actually asked me to come on and be a part of their team. Okay. All right. So I get in, I join their team. And then after a few months of that, they actually asked me to be a full on partner. And that was in February of 2022. So actually just over a year ago is when I came on as a full partner with their coaching business and actually have part ownership now. But I mean, the trial by fire that that eight months of making no money was, was unbelievable. Right. And that was a real test. And that was really when I started to come to this conclusion about myself and this hidden edge of like, I'm not going to quit. Like Alex was telling me, don't quit, don't quit. And I was like, bro, you don't have to worry about that. Like, I'm I'm not gonna, like, I found this thing and I see light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I'm not going to quit. That is one thing I won't do is quit. Right. I'll suffer until I figure it out and make it happen. And luckily I was able to, to find even more mentors and go join their mission as well. And obviously uh, walking through the light at the end of the tunnel now and, and growing and growing and growing together. So a couple of things that's come up, just I've heard you talk mm-hmm. about like mentors, right? The oh, power yeah. of, of having mentors. So one, how did you hook up with a mentor? Because people might be resistant or reluctant to reach out to people and say, hey, I see you're crushing it in this area. Mm-hmm. I thought like, I'd love to just pick your brain with these. Like how, how did that mm-hmm come about initially. And then the second time as well in, in your journey. Mm-hmm. The initial one was, was very, very uh, organic, right? Okay. Like I said, the, the original business I started was with a teammate in college and he introduced me to Alex Hyden, who's the name I dropped earlier. That was a yep. mentor. He went to high school with Alex. Oh, okay. So I got pretty lucky there. He was like, Hey, I know this guy, Alex, I went to high school with him. He's crushing an online business. He says he can help. I was like, all right, sweet. Nice. Got connected with him. Mm-hmm. And how we were starting this business was we were doing it all through social media content. Okay. All right. So I was running a, a Twitter account and on this is where I saw other guys that were doing online fitness coaching and just crushing it, which was Jack and Gabe okay. who ended up being those, those next mentors. And so for that entire eight month process, what I was doing is like, I'm interacting with their content. You know, I'm liking their stuff. I'm commenting, I'm shooting them DMS back and forth. We're connecting. We almost developed somewhat of a friendship. And then finally Jack asked me, he's like, he just DM me. He's like, dude, what, what's your plans with your business? Like, where, where are you headed with this? Right. I told him, and he's like, let's talk about it. Like, let's see if I can help. And we ended up getting on a call and ended up just hiring him to actually mentor me and move that vision forward for me. So the way that I got my original mentor, Alex, was 
was, uh, I, I call that divine intervention. Okay. <laughs> I call yeah. that divine intervention. Yeah. How I ran into Jack and Gabe was, was a, a series of being persistent, mm-hmm. right? uh, of trying to literally force myself into a room that I wanted to be part of. And that's how it worked out ultimately. And that's what I've seen transpire since then as we've developed more and more mentors is really just forcing your way into a room and being persistent with it. And I'll, I'll say, I mean, you, you correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was just showing love to their social yeah. media, interacting yeah. with their posts, being mm-hmm. consistent mm-hmm. and persistent over time, mm-hmm. shooting them DMs. I'm sure like this was amazing posts, like just, just sending yes. them notes. Exactly. And then they came to you with like, what, yeah. what's going on with your business? You didn't even go the other way. Like that, that's such a powerful mm-hmm. message for people mm-hmm. to truly take in. And then take action upon it, right? Like if you have somebody that you want to connect with, be, as Joey said, like persistent, consistent, interact, send them messages. People love to know that it's having an impact on others. And over time, how how long did that kind of go where you started interacting with their content to to where they said, what are you doing with your business? Let's, let's connect. That's probably a six month cycle, man. It, it, it took time, right? Mm-hmm. On a on a long scale, that's not much time at all, right? But in right. the short term of I just started a business and we're making no money, six months seems like an entire decade, right? But the the big thing and the big piece of advice that I'll give for people, and I've actually heard somebody else say this on stage at an event. His name's Brian Moncada. He was talking about how he lands like whale clients for his agency, mm-hmm. and this is what I was doing. I just didn't know I was doing it at the time. Gotcha. But he's like, you got to treat these people like humans. Right. right. Like a lot of people, they would see a guy like I had, which was Jack and Gabe and, and put him on a pedestal and be like, holy crap, look at this guy and idolize it. And a lot of times when you do that, you end up treating him that way. And it's mm-hmm. weird. It literally just comes across weird. Like if I was treating them like that and they were getting my DMs, they wouldn't have said, Joey, what's going on in your business? They would have been like, ah, oh, thanks, bro. And kind of gone the other way. Right. But you treat them like a genuine human and you reframe networking in your mind as creating a friendship. And literally just genuinely being friends with the person and hoping for nothing in return, expecting nothing in return, then you're going to further the relationship. And when I took that frame of mind of like, hey, I'm just going to interact with Jack like he's he's a friend of mine and just literally nurture a friendship, it led to him being willing to help me, right? But it's because I treat him like a human. I didn't put of idolized. I didn't look at it like that. And I don't think anybody should. Um, Cause a lot of times when you do that, and I know you probably have some experience with this. A lot of times when you do that and you put people on a pedestal and you end up meeting them and you realize they're just a human being, right. It, it drops those expectations for you. So that was something that I, I never really had that. Right. And I'm luckily, I'm lucky that I didn't because it helped me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would say similar. I had Evan Carmichael on my show twice mm-hmm. and Evan's huge in personal yeah. development. I don't know if you know Evan, but, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and the, the, the second episode we did, I mean, he talked about even today, he struggles with belief in himself. Mm-hmm. So you would think like this guy's crushing it 3.5, whatever million YouTube subscribers he's at now connected to Tony Rob, like, no, he's still struggling. Like we, we all, yeah. we all struggle mm-hmm. with the same things. We're all human beings. And I think that's so important, especially Joey in today's world where it's social media or it's a text message. We, we lose that human connection. So I would agree with you. It's even more important just to treat people as human beings. Don't expect anything in return friendship and, and just building relationships, I think is a lost art. I'm sure you probably feel the same way. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I, and I know, you know, this too, cause you're just in the game of content and social media and everything. And, and what a lot of people are craving today is that authentic, uh, relationship, mm-hmm. right? They don't really like the direct response world of, of straight to the point, sell, 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 pitch, pitch, pitch anymore. It, it's a changed game. The personal brand of who is Jeff as a human being is going to connect you to your audience more than any ad copy would or any direct sales letter would because people are just craving that authenticity. So if you can get in front of a camera and be yourself and then you can go and connect with these individuals and literally expect nothing. And that's the key is you have to genuinely expect nothing out of it. A lot of people try to network and all of a sudden they're asking for a favor. If you literally genuinely expect nothing in return and you're just trying to build friendships and stuff, you're going to build extremely powerful relationships. And I have so many examples of this in my own life uh, that we could probably book off a whole other podcast to talk about. But you have to genuinely expect nothing when you go to make these networking relationships. And when you're talking through content, you have to genuinely be yourself and be authentic. And that's what people crave. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've I've heard that from people that have commented or Mm-hmm. liked or you know what what i do from a social yeah you, know, you, you need to be authentic because yeah. people's bs meter is so high so high and <laughs> so they can high. they can see right through it they're like this guy is absolutely full of it like it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't look and it doesn't look congruent to to who they are as a human being and and yeah. it's funny you, you mentioned that because i had a guy who's a TEDx speaker won multiple speaker mm-hmm. awards. And he recently is like, dude, there's a lightness in your eyes. Like you've leaned yes. into where you need to be. So people can tell yeah. subconsciously through your body language. So, you know, love the, the authenticity and being yourself and, and building mm-hmm. relationships. Joey, where can, uh, where can, I've loved the discussion, loved how you, you've leaned into being obsessive. Where can people look you up? Where can people find you? Yeah. The easiest place to find me is, is probably Twitter or Instagram, okay. e- either of those. And I, I made it super, super easy. The handle is just first name, last name. So uh, if you're watching the video version, it's the Joey Yoheim that you see in front of you. If you're listening on audio, it's J-O-E-Y-Y-O-C-H-H-E-I-M on both platforms. So Twitter or Instagram, DMs are open anytime. I, I'd love to have conversations. I'd love connecting in there. Awesome. Joey, thanks so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Create a legendary day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others. And connected, we can make a dent in the universe.